Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rebel Babe Cave. You guys... Oh, wow. Like I just have to say thank you so much to everyone who listened to last week's episode on nutrition. Honestly, I was pretty nervous <laughs> about doing a whole episode like by myself. I felt super naked putting it out there, but the response was so awesome. So thank you guys so much. Definitely considering doing a solo episode once a month from now on. So if you think that's a good idea or you want, you know, have any idea for subjects, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Rose and let me know. So last week I shared a little bit with you guys about my gratitude and how wonderful this off season has been. I've just been getting to spend so much time with my husband. You know, it's been a really decent stretch of happy and there was only one moment like this flicker when I was suddenly worried it would all go away and I immediately recognized that old toxic way of thinking and I stopped it dead in its tracks. You know, like I'm not going to let negativity take over my sunshine right now. So I'm actually pretty proud of myself because I don't really think I've been able to do it before, at least not that quickly. I think I've always been suspicious of feeling happy because I never believed it would last. And it always felt like this like house of cards on a windy day, which in some respects it likely was, you know, like I allowed things and people outside of myself dictate my level of happiness. And the moment that changed was the moment the happiness was gone. Sometimes I'd even let myself consider being happy. Like I wouldn't even consider it because I was terrified I'd lose it. And I think I've recently realized that happiness, it's a decision. It's a state of mind. And even when shit is going down around you, it's possible to stay in a positive state. And I'm not saying you can't be sad, you know, or like things that don't happen that really, really suck. But for someone like me who is used to living in a state of constant like sadness and stress, like it's just not an option for me anymore. You know, I have to acknowledge the sadness or sucky thing and then refocus. And I truly feel like this is making all of the difference in the world for my mental health right now. So the small woman-owned business is actually a couple-owned business. I'd like to bring to your attention this week is Roses and Azalea. So many of you know I am all about natural beauty, bath, and skincare products. So basically, this company was founded by a husband-wife duo after Jenny who's one of the owners, you know, she went through years of chronic pain and sickness, and then she finally got a diagnosis. Y'all, the beauty brand world out there is scary, and it's pretty unregulated. So they set to create a truly clean and effective brand. And I'm personally obsessed with a dry shampoo. (laughs) They make it both for blonde, like light hair and then dark hair. So obviously, I'm using the dark hair right now, because right now I'm dark. And unlike traditional dry shampoo, it comes in a pattern on aerosol. So it's better for you. It's better for the environment. Everyone wins. You can check them out at www.rosesandazalea.com. That's rosesandazalea.com. 
This week, we're chatting with Simply Manders, and many of you probably know her from YouTube or Instagram. She was my nutrition coach for over a year, and all around, she's a pretty awesome and real person. And again, excuse my voice on this episode. I was totally recording again when I had the flu. Amanda, aka Simply Manders, started out as a CrossFit athlete and coach and quickly fell in love with nutrition. She began her journey five years ago and now coaches others working for Black Iron Nutrition as a nutrition coach. She still enjoys coaching CrossFit, filming YouTube videos for her blog, and helping others live healthier lives. Simply Manders, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You are awesome. So pumped that you're here. So normally we start out with something we call GGB, which is Goals, Gratitude, and Badassery. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. So basically, you're just going to tell me like if you have like a big goal or goals that you have for right now, what you're grateful for. And then badassery is something that you have either done recently that you're really proud of or that you think is pretty badass. Ooh. Oh, gosh. No. So current goals right now are kind of just to make it through the holiday season, honestly. <laughs> the holidays are actually really hard for me. Like, mental health wise, which is really weird because Christmas is my favorite time of the year, but the actual like entire season is really hard for me. So that's kind of what my goal is, not fitness or nutrition related, but mental health wise. Gratitude, I'm really, really thankful for my boyfriend's family because they really treat me like I am part of their family. And the only people that I have left in my actual family is like, my mom and her sisters and then their mom. So like, I don't have a relationship with my dad or his side of the family. So that's another reason why like this time of the year is kind of rough for me. And so like, they all know that and they really have taken so much like time and effort and patience with me and kind of just like really welcomed me as well. I mean, they always have, but this time of the year, especially. So I've been just really thankful for that. And then I don't know what anything bad ass is. I hate, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Give your, you can give yourself props. Come on. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I hate that. I hate being like, <laughs> look what I did. <laughs> I, I made a video on YouTube, actually, called The Truth About Muscle Building, What You Actually Need to Know. And it, like, really, really took off. People liked it. It gained a ton of attraction. And I think it was just really cool because I wanted people to know the real truth about building muscle. And I think that that video really did that for people. Like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a clickbait video. It was just a 20 minute sit down right to the point. Like, Hey, I'm not going to tell you any BS. This is what you need to know. And people loved it. So I was really excited about that. See, that is pretty badass. I mean, I think, you know, especially as someone who, you know, your nutrition coach is like your livelihood. That's what you do. And for you to kind of sit down and offer something like that, like no bullshit, free, kind of here it is out into the world. I think that's awesome. Thanks. I just feel like there's so much crap information out there. And <laughs> for people who are like really trying to understand like the basics, it can just be really overwhelming for people because they don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. And so I just kind of wanted to give a very basic understanding of, listen, like you're not going to look like a CrossFit Games athlete by doing somebody's eight-week booty building challenge <laughs> off Instagram, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's such a disconnect too about like what building muscle or gaining muscle actually is. I think a lot of women really just want to reveal it. 
And yeah. when they say, I want to build muscle, they don't realize that it, that means you're going, girl, like you're going to gain weight. Like that's part of the process. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I don't think that they realize that at all. Or sometimes like they think that they have a lot of muscle, but then once they diet, they don't have anything underneath to show for it. Then they get really discouraged. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you didn't spend any time gaining any weight, aka muscle. And you know, that's never something that goes over well. But again, it is the truth. And so that's kind of just been like my whole thing I've been really wanting to do is push the truth out there and really show people like, hey, this is what you need to do. I love that. I think that's so important. So on your Instagram, you're always posting like, I mean, I feel like you can make any food look good. Like I'm always seeing you post these foods. And if you read the ingredients to me, I'd be like, meh, whatever. But then like I see your picture and I'm like, what? That looks so good. Yes. Yes, for sure. And I'm like, I want to run out and buy all those ingredients like immediately. Because I think also another thing too, and this is just personal preference, I don't like when I find, you know, like a recipe or something on a blog and it's like 18 pages long with a million ingredients. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like, I don't really want to do all this. So what I started doing was just taking the basics, you know, like, okay, chicken, green beans, and potatoes, right? That sounds super unappetizing. But when you bread the chicken with pretzel breadcrumbs and you... It's not fried. It's still, you know, cooked with regular saute. I just cook it in a cast iron and then I bake it. And then I do crispy green beans with crispy onions, which is like my new favorite thing lately. And then on the side, I did, I just bought an Instant Pod, which I feel like I'm Mm. kind of behind on that because everyone was raving about that last year. Change your life. Change your life. (laughs) Yeah, but like, I don't know. Because, okay, so I really enjoy cooking So I almost kind of feel like the Instant Pot is not my favorite thing because I want to do it. I don't want to just throw it in the thing and let it cook for me. As weird as that sounds. So (laughs) so I made the smashed potatoes and then it was literally so good. Like with a different, because I made my smashed potatoes with paprika and salt and pepper and cumin. And then I did the, you know, the pretzel breaded chicken. So that had a nice little element to it. And then the green beans, you know, with the crispy onions, that gives it like another crunch and salt. And it's just so good. But it's still the end of the day, chicken, potatoes and green beans. You just have to find ways to like elevate it a little, you know? Right. Because like, you're not the kind of nutrition person who just like eats out of the container and is like, meal prep is so easy. (laughs) No, I hate that. I feel like that's why also people don't like enjoy meal prepping because they think that that's what it's supposed to be. And that's boring. And I I couldn't agree more. I think that it's totally boring. Do you think you would do all these recipes and like concoctions and stuff if like you didn't have a YouTube or post for the gram or like you still just do it for yourself? Oh, totally for myself. Even before I had followers, like my mom is super hardcore Italian cook. Everybody on my mom's side is. So I've been into cooking for a really long time. I've always loved to cook. So I think even if it wasn't for like taking pretty pictures and putting them on Instagram, <laughs> I would totally still be eating good. I love to cook for Austin too, because he will literally eat anything. So I can make the most crazy concoction and I'll be like, oh, just try it. And he will try it with no questions asked. That's so funny. It's My husband so is very like, I yell at him because he doesn't have a very like discerning palate. Like I'll make something 
incredible, right? Like I made one time I made this grilled cheese out of like a pound cake and brie and like rosemary butter. And it was ridiculous. And who even knows calories were in that thing. Right. And I was like, I do not want to give this to you because it'll just snarf it down. (laughs) (laughs) You won't appreciate the complexity that is involved here in this thing. Right. Yeah, he'll definitely, he'll eat anything. But, you know, I'm like, no, I want you to like, I want to know about the notes and the flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, give me, give me that chop. I need the chop experience of this. Yeah, I know. So what is your favorite fat and weird cookie? Oh my gosh. So I just had the pecan pie one yesterday for the yeah. first time. Oh my gosh. I have Fire. six on order. They're coming. <laughs> oh. So good. The pecan pie one was absolutely amazing. I really liked that one. And then I actually made one last year for my birthday. It was apple pie. Oh, so good. They so did they did that at one point. I feel like they did they brought that back or something at one point and it was ridiculous. It was so good. Oh, it was so delicious. They're gonna get me divorced. Like <laughs> oh, they're so yummy, but they're so not good for you. That's okay. You know, no, Ellen, treat yourself. <laughs> to, to our listeners, there are there is there is a, a cookie company called Fat and Weird Cookie. Amanda is friends with the owners. Correct me if I'm wrong. And this is where I like literally saw you like eating a party animal cookie on your feed one day, and I'm like, "What's that? I need to know this." And then oh my God, I, I buy them every single week now. And I started to buy like three for my husband to kind of like throw him a bone so he can ignore the fact that I am spending so much money on cookies. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, please don't kill me. I bought you cookies. It's like, it's getting progressively worse. Like I, last week I literally ordered 12 cookies and a jar Stop. of butter. I did. I ordered like six, oh. yes, six of the cheesecake and, and then six of the pecan ones. And I'm like, um, um, there's a lot of cookies coming. None of them are for you. I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I oh lost my them. gosh. That's so funny. It's a problem. It's a problem. So that's your fault. I know. They're so good though. I feel like the cookie butter has been getting like progressively better too. I don't know if you noticed that, but mm. so good. It is pretty good. It is, I have them also. Um, I am a fan. That's awesome. They definitely don't like fit. I, I eat like a half a cookie when I'm trying to, when I'm on my Mac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no, way. there's no way you can eat a whole one. Plus, I feel like dying after I eat a whole one. There's so much like sugar oh. and everything. Yeah. My body is not used to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you obviously, you have, a, you have a ton of followers. And sometimes I'm like, I see things that are like being said to you online that I think would be literally insane, like for one human to say to another, but for oh some reason, it's like fine. Cause you know, you have a bunch of followers. So like, do sure. you feel like the more followers you have, the less people like believe you have feelings or that they don't respect them? Or how do you feel about that? That's a really good question. I feel like people who say certain things like that, like deep down, they, in my opinion anyway, I'm like, you have to know that this is going to hurt my feelings, right? Like, so I don't think that like, they don't think I have feelings. I think they do it on a purpose because it gets attention. It gets people to like fight with them. It's so weird. I don't understand it, but I think they know, like some of them who are being like straight up malicious. I think they really do know that, yes, I have feelings and this is hurting them. But the other people, I think sometimes they just think, 
oh, she'll never see this. I'm going to say this to her or something like that, which is weird because I see it. I don't have that many followers. Like I still see all this shit that you're saying, you know? Right. Like it'll, it'll just get lost in the sea so I can say what I want and move on. Right. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm like, I see you. Like, can we not say that stuff? That's really mean. Thank you. I just, I don't really don't understand that. Does it bother you? Yeah. So like, I used to get really, really upset about it. Like I would like cry over it and be really, really hurt. And Austin kind of helped me a lot with that because he's like, honestly, who cares? He's like, those people are not in your life. Like they're not really a part of your life. They're just random people on the internet, you know? Right. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like I, I know he's right. It's just so hard sometimes because like you said, you're still a person and you still have feelings. <laughs> so I get my feelings hurt. And a lot of times I want to fight back and argue and, you know, do that whole thing. But I haven't been lately because I've just been thinking, you know what, like those people, they have a lot more going on in their life than I do. And they have a lot more to be miserable about if they're spending their time arguing or saying nasty things to people on the internet. So I just kind of stop engaging with them and seeking out the negativity. I just kind of let it go and just either delete their comment or block them. Unless it's something like so ridiculous that I feel like I have to say something back. I've just been kind of letting it go lately. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a good strategy. It's it's hard to ignore people because they're just... And some people are just insistent on being awful, but... I know. I'm like, really? Who raised you? It's so wild to me. <laughs> I know. She's weird. All right. So you and, you and your boyfriend, Austin... So obviously, like from the outside looking in, you've had this like amazing whirlwind romance it went from like long distance and now you guys live together in the midwest so can you talk a little bit about the work that you feel like you kind of had to do on yourself to be able to receive someone like austin like a partner like him oh yeah there's like this saying that's always like you accept the love that you think you deserve Mm -hmm. i know that's really cliche but it is legit 100 percent true it is so true. And I feel like when you are unhappy with yourself or it doesn't have to be always yourself, like just unhappy in life or you're unhappy with whatever the case may be, if you don't truly love yourself, I feel like it's a lot easier to get unfortunately involved in unhealthy relationships or not stand up for yourself or just, you know, things of that nature where you're not really truly having a relationship that you should be having. And that was kind of my life before Austin. And, you know, and I've talked about this openly on social media, like I've been in and out of therapy for years and years. And my previous relationship, I was not actively in therapy, although I should have been. And I just kind of stayed a lot longer than I should have, because I really felt like I did not love myself. And I didn't value myself enough to the point of being in a respectful and non-abusive relationship, unfortunately. And it turned to that point where it was just so bad that it got to like, I had no choice but to leave basically. Right. Um, and I just feel like had I really believed that I deserved better than that, then I would have believed I deserved better than that way early on instead of staying for as long as I did until it was just like uh, I had to, you know what I'm saying? How, I mean, how much of that do you think was like destruction from the relationship though? Because I think you can go into a relationship yeah. with someone who's obviously like really horrible and be at one level and they can help break you down to where you don't feel like you deserve yeah. it. 
Absolutely. And that's kind of one of the toxic parts of it is that you don't think that you deserve something because they're telling you you're awful or, you know, you're this or that. I mean, not to get like too much into that, but I was called every name in the book. Like, and after some point of hearing that for so often, you start to think like, oh my God, maybe it is me. Maybe I'm awful, you know? So I don't know. I just feel like after that, I went immediately back to therapy to my therapist back in Florida, the one that I saw before him. And I had to do a lot of work and I'm still to this day in therapy. I literally go every Wednesday and I just feel like it's such a positive part of my life because it helps me grow as a person, but it also helps my relationship so much because now I feel like I value myself and Austin knows that. Now, granted, our relationship is not toxic or unhealthy, right? <laughs> but which helps, obviously. Like you can you can love yourself so much, and then you get in a relationship with someone who's a piece of shit, and then it all goes to shit. So yeah. obviously, that's not you know like the end all be all. But still, <laughs> when you're in a relationship with somebody that is healthy, and you love yourself, and they love you for who you are, not trying to change you, it's just a world of difference. It really is. Yeah, that's 100%. How so when you guys got into this like long distance relationship, were you like, okay, like, let's put a plan in action now to figure out like a light at the end of the tunnel? Or did that take a little bit? No, that definitely took a little bit because you know, we wanted to get to know each other. And no matter what, we still had to decide like, is this gonna work? Is because I knew that he owned a gym. And I was like, Oh, okay, like, obviously, hey, I yeah, I was like, he's not going to leave his gym. And, and I didn't want him to leave his gym to come to Florida either. So right. it was fine. And I mean, I kind of had an idea, you know, so like if this was going to work out, I would be the one to move and yada yada. And eventually, I think we knew pretty early on that this was what we really both wanted. And like I said, I had come out of that horrible relationship about three months, March. April, May, June, June. Yeah, so about three and a half months prior to meeting Austin. So I was really Fresh. ready for a change. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I was like, okay, I'll get out of here, you know? And then after we went to Colorado together, I think that was when I really was like, okay, I really like I could see this for sure going somewhere. And then we had talked about it. And then we started looking for places in November. And then we found our house in December. And then I moved here in March. So that was kind of the progression of things. Oh, wow. So you're coming up on a year. Yeah. Yeah. A year from being here. We started dating in July. So we've been together a little bit over a year now. And I'm really excited because I think we want to buy the house that we are living in right now. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. It's a big step. Being a homeowner. So many things no one tells you about being a homeowner. (laughs) Oh, God. I got nervous. (laughs) I feel like life is when you have a partner who supports you and you support them, it just gets better and better. Like everything that you're doing. I think so too. I really do. In my relationship, we support each other like a million percent. And then we also kind of push each other to get to like the next level. So if there's something he wants to do, like I'm 100% like cheerleader on that and then vice versa. And I feel like a lot of unhealthy relationships, you, you almost like want to drag the other person down instead of push them up. Yeah. I think it's almost like it's natural to want to do that with people because you don't want to get left behind. How do you feel like you guys kind of like have pushed each other to be more of your best self? Well, I think also having confidence in yourself yeah. really makes a huge difference with that. Like Austin's just a very confident person. He's not insecure. He doesn't... I think it also helps if he owns a gym. 
like he's not like oh who's in your dms who's this you know like he's <laughs> really he doesn't you know what i'm saying he just does his own thing he runs his gym he trains female clients all the time and we just have a very mutual respect for each other like that so i think that's a huge help but i would say that wanting to see the other person succeed like that makes me really happy yeah. when i see that he is really loving what he's doing and all that stuff i get really really happy for him and that makes me want to push him more you know yeah, absolutely. And you, you coach at his gym? Yes. Is that a lot of fun, like getting to work together a little bit? Yeah, I have not. I don't work side by side with him. Like he's usually training clients when I'm coaching classes. But it's really cool because people always like know us as, you know, like the dynamic duo. Like, oh, I'm going to go do personal training with Austin, but then Manders is going to do my nutrition or something like that. So that's always really fun. That is awesome. What is something about your relationship that like that no one really knows or that you think would be like funny if, if someone knew about my relationship that nobody knows. Um, <laughs> it's, so funny. it's funny when you like put yourself out there and you're like, Oh, everyone knows this already. Uh, I don't know. What like, do everyone not know? <laughs> yeah. Or any like funny quirks. Yeah. I'm just going to say there's a funny quirk that often does. I've never seen a guy ever in my life. He puts the entire toilet seat down all the time. Like, you know how people are always, like, complaining about their boyfriends or husbands leaving it up? Yeah. It's funny because he puts it down all the time. So I never heard of that in my life. And I'm like, well, I'm not complaining about that. Did he grow up with a bunch of women? Just his mom and his sister. Not a ton. That's funny, though. I know, That's right? Like, cool. such a weird habit. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I would take that habit. <laughs> Right, exactly. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not going to complain about this. <laughs> There's no like midnight, like going to pee and then fall in. And <laughs> oh my god, that's literally the worst. It is the worst. It is. I like pray that will happen to my husband sometimes, just so I can be like, you see, <laughs> mm-hmm. see what happens. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> So recently you've started to open up about like your anxiety and mental health, which I personally feel like is really, really important to do. I try to do that a lot myself. So can you talk a little bit about why you felt it like that was an important part of your life to share? So I didn't want people to think that I was like this perfect person or get this connotation that like my life is so perfect and nothing ever goes wrong and stuff like that. I wanted people to know that like I struggle with a lot of things like that. I have my whole life, even though I don't currently speak to my dad and don't know him very well. He for sure, definitely, well, I shouldn't say for sure, definitely, but in my opinion, struggled with a lot of mental health issues that I would imagine are genetic. Mm. And so mm. I, my mom kind of could tell that early on with me as far as, you know, anxiety and depression issues. So like I said, I was in therapy when I was a little kid, like dealing with stuff like that. And I used theater as a huge outlet for me growing up. Yeah. And I felt like it was, yeah, it was like a way that I could just kind of be somebody else for a little bit. And I love performing and being on stage and all of that just so much. And I think vlogging kind of took that over in a sense mm-hmm. and I didn't want to leave that part out because I felt like you know it is a part of me it's not something that I love but it's still me and I think the reason I didn't talk about it so much in the beginning was because I was afraid people were going to think that I was using that as maybe a way to gain 
attention or followers. And as somebody that truly struggles with anxiety and depression, it is not something that you want to have or want to get attention for. But then as I started going to therapy up here, I really started making a lot of progress that I hadn't in the past. And I was like, you know what? I feel like some of these things I'm learning in therapy would be really beneficial for people. And I just want to share them. So that's kind of why I started. And so far, I haven't gotten any negative feedback from it. So hopefully, hopefully it'll stay that way. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's important like to, you know, when you're this person on the internet with a bunch of followers, you look like, you know, everything is picture perfect. And it's so easy to have like curated feed and, and all of that. But getting into the realness of it, it's hard put yourself out there for sure. And, right. you know, especially with a, a subject this big. And I think a lot of people are out there hurting and struggling. And so to have someone like you to share yourself, I think really means a lot to a lot of people. I got some really good feedback from it and it made me so happy. I was like, this is exactly what I wanted from it because I didn't remember when I first kind of was growing into myself and trying to figure things out. I was like, I wonder what it's like to be normal. Does anybody else feel this way? You know, and so I wish that more people would talk about it because I think it really is such a common thing, but people are just afraid to talk about it because it is like a taboo issue. So I'm just kind of hoping to get away from that and hopefully try to bring some more positive and normalcy to that entire topic. Yeah, I think the stigma of mental health or or you it doesn't mean you necessarily have a mental illness you know there are people who struggle with mental health at at various points in time and i think that there's like this fear of not wanting to like have anxiety or have depression or does that mean i'm mentally ill now and then what does that mean and all that you know buzzwords on the news and and then it gets scary so and, mm-hmm. you know, and especially when you can get yourself wrapped in like a mental pretzel, like thinking about things that don't really matter, but you overthink them because that's who you are yep. as a person. I was going to say, because that's who you are as a person. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I, I think you're right. A lot of people are very excited to know that, that there's someone else out there. And then that gives them, like it empowers them to share. I think so too. Like just to, just to open the dialogue, I think is a cool thing nowadays. I mean, I think it is definitely becoming a little bit more understood or a little bit more just, I don't want to say normalized because it should be normalized, but you know what I mean? Like right. people are willing to talk about it more. And I think that's awesome. Right. I posted on just like on my Facebook the other day, I was like, if you guys want to understand like the next level of overthinking, I'm like, I'm a business owner. I overthink everything all day, every day. And then I started talking about how I found, I saw this giant bug on the ground when I was leaving my house. And part of me, it was like actively dying. And part of me was like, you should just stomp on it. And then I was like, why would I do that? That's mean. You don't stomp on a bug just because it's there. Like that's mean. And then I was like, okay. And I get in my car and I sat there and then I was like, but what if it's mean to let it die? What if that's more mean? Oh my God. And I just went on this like, for five minutes, I sat in my car debating on should I get back out and stomp on this bug because it would be less mean to do that. And then the whole drive that I spent to my work, I was like not playing the radio, nothing. And I was just like contemplating like, am I a bad person? Which would make me a worse person? And am I going to get karma for not stomping on this bug? Or is my karma going to be... Oh my gosh. And the people that commented were just like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that there is someone else out there who thinks this kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. 
we all know it's normal. We know this happens. <laughs> I mean, and to me, I'm like, I feel insane. Like, I'm like, that can't be, that can't be okay. <laughs> 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 think of is, is, girl. the repercussions of a bug you know <laughs> right oh yeah but it's really fun i mean it was just one of those it was a random facebook post and there were probably more comments on that than a regular old post <laughs> right oh yeah i'm sure but i think it's great that you share things that you learn in therapy too what do you feel like is like the most valuable thing that you've learned so one of the things that he always talks about with me is not being responsible for your initial moment of thought, because I think this is where a lot of us struggle is we will have this initial thought and then be like, oh my gosh, whatever it is, go down the rabbit hole of said thought. And then it turns into this whole thing of like, you can't get yourself out of it and you're just going down the hole and there you go, forget it, the rest of your day is gone. And I think something that he always likes to like discuss with me is that you're not responsible for your initial two seconds of thought, but you are responsible for how you think about it after. So one thing that I've been kind of doing is like when I have, you know, an irrational thought or something that's driving me absolutely bonkers, I will say to myself, okay, it's fine that I thought this, but we're not going to think about it like that for the rest of the day. We're going to try to, you know, push that thought into something else, a little bit more positive. And I've just kind of been like, I maybe a little bit nicer to myself because in the past, what I would have done would be, oh my God, why are you thinking like that? You're so crazy. And then make it worse because I would be, you know, getting down on myself and talking poorly to myself. So now I'm kind of like, okay, it's not the end of the world that I thought XYZ. Let's try to be more constructive with this and try to think about it in a better way. And that has helped so much because it takes that pressure off of like, why are you thinking like this? You know, to, okay, it's fine that I thought like this, but let's try to make it a little better. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah. It's really helpful because then you don't beat yourself up for thinking about whatever it is that you're thinking about. Right. Cause you're like, no, I have to be positive. And that wasn't positive. Right. And now I'm being that negative. That was not helpful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, you're so stupid. Why are you so negative? <laughs> Literally. I'm a lip to myself. I'm like, why am I like this? Why am I like this? <laughs> spiral. <laughs> I had to I had to let my husband in. My husband is like one of those Care Bear type people that have never had like any issues whatsoever. I mean, he is just yep. like charmed little life bless him. I'm like, I'm so glad that you haven't had to deal with half yeah. that, you know, a fraction of what I have. Oh yeah. But it's it's I'm just yeah, yeah, and it's it's such a great balance to my yeah. you know, like I go off on my my thing and I think at first he was like, "Whoa," because I had to have him, you know, just do like little things for me so that my anxiety sure. isn't crazy. Right. Okay. Like read receipts. I really don't care. Like I trust him and I love him and I know whatever he's doing is like fine. Sure. But if I see that he's read something and he hasn't replied, then I start like freaking out. Yeah, you're like, uh, why do you hate me? Like, why yeah. are you answering me? Where are you going to ditch somewhere? Oh, yeah. Like, things like that. Like, oh, God, you're dying. You're dead. You're dead. You, you read this yeah. text and then you died. Or, you know, like, he travels every weekend out of the year for 10 months. So, you know, I, I'd like to know that the plane has landed and things like that. And so I oh, think yeah. in some circumstances, it's people be like, you're so controlling. And I'm like, no, it's, it's a safeguard. <laughs> 
Yeah, like you're not you're not trying to know where he is because you're trying to console him. You just want to make sure that nothing horrific happened to him. And to most people, they're like, "That's so ridiculous! Like, why would you even think that?" And and then to us, we're like, "There's about ten other scenarios that could also be. Yes. Which one would you prefer?" <laughs> like, I'm going. I'm already going. And and that's why I'm a very direct person. And so I have to be like, yeah. Like when this happened, or when you said this, I thought this is that right. true or correct? And if it's not, can you correct me? Uh, which. Yeah. freaked him out at first because I think he was like wow you know with the directness like it's it felt like he was almost always doing something wrong and I had to point out like no 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 no. like this isn't about you this is about me and like 17 page scenario I'll have written if I don't check this out 100% yes absolutely without a doubt I'm the same way with Austin like I have to I think he, luckily, he kind of picked up on some of those things. And from the beginning, he's done a lot of helpful things that have eased my anxiety without me having to ask for it, which has been pretty helpful. But I do the same thing. And I'll be like, hey, just so you know, this has absolutely nothing to do with you. I am freaking out about this. And I just need you to do X, Y, Z. And I think if you're able to be like open with your partner and tell them that, it's like world of difference like your relationship will be so much stronger because you can ask for what you need like and it's not like it's not a bad thing it's not like you're asking them to do something horrific it it may seem silly to them but you know you're going to be like okay this is what i really need can you help me with this exactly i mean communication is the it's so cliche but it is like the foundation of relationships and absolutely if you're a person who struggles with anxiety or i mean even depression just you know i have my my real big downswings and he doesn't understand it and so having to communicate that to another person so they know that it's not their fault and as much as you would love to just be happy it's not necessarily possible in that moment but it ha- it's not them right so just not like sometimes I'll, i say to myself like can we just not today like can we not do this <laughs> yeah. i think that all the time i'm like oh god no no we're not doing this today and here we are we're doing it <laughs> One of the things I learned at the the Tony Robbins seminar that I just attended was that it's kind of like building on what your therapist said about how that first two seconds you're not responsible for. And it was about changing your state. So he just gave like several different exercises or activities to change your actual state, like mindset, state of being or whatever. And the first way was to do something physical. Okay. Basically, like, you know, if you could have a quick 90 second dance party, even if it sounds stupid, throw on your favorite song and just like kind of dance around the room, like you're automatically going to feel so much different. Like you're going to be back in like this better state. Oh, yeah, no doubt. That's my little Tony Robbins tidbit. <laughs> that and <laughs> that and make sure you take all of your immunities beforehand. And it'll sound really sexy like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what we like to do is we like to end on a quote. Okay. So is there a current quote either that you are feeling right now or just one that you kind of like to share? I, it's funny. I saw this, this one quote recently that was like, beauty begins at the moment that you decide to be yourself or something like that. Mm. And I just felt like that was so me currently because a lot of people have been commenting like, oh, you're so, you're so glowy. You're so this, you're so that. And I'm like, I think it is because I'm happy. Like, seriously, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. (laughs) So I think that when you, or there's another one too, that's like, when you're happy, you glow different. Something like that. I love that one. 
I love that. It's so true. It's so true. And you're definitely exuding that like all thank over. You. <laughs> you definitely are. You look amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate you. I'm oh my hoping, gosh, you are so welcome. I'm hoping everyone got their, their Mander fill. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell them where they can find you. Everything is Simply Mander. Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram is just Simply Mander. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe. And we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.